Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. In this pod we are going to concentrate on Pool B. We make no excuses for going World Cup heavy. It is the focus in the sporting Canada around the world at the moment. And today, Rachel Burford and I, she's still uh, on our holly bops before she gets uh, on multiple planes to get over to New Zealand. We're going to look at Pool B. So, USA, Canada, Italy and Japan. The fixtures for the opening round for Pool B are both on Sunday, 9th of October, 12.45 local time, so just at lunchtime, at the Northlands Event Centre in Whangarei, which is uh, 12.45 in the evening, back here in the UK, USA against Italy, all of these on ITV, uh, and that is followed by Japan against Canada, 3.15am uh, here in the UK. There's going to be a lot of coffee being drunk, isn't there, uh, for UK viewers? But yeah, that one uh, found great as well. Yeah, th- three games in each location th- through these pools. We're going to hear from Sophie Degree, the Canadian captain, Rob Kane, USA head coach, is on the pod as well. And Giada Franco, the all action Italian flanker, also joins us. Interesting pool, this one, Berth. It, it, it really is. And for teams that aren't professional, what have you, this time getting on the ground and being together, going for a coffee together, going for a swim together, having a, a game of bigger, whatever it is during the evening and getting on the park together. That are, teams like Canada, teams like USA are going to grow hugely. Oh, immensely. And I think, you know, this is probably the best World Cup prep a lot of teams have actually had together in terms of all the warm-up games that they've had. I know let's put COVID aside and what happened that time when we couldn't do anything. Um, but since then, <laughs> but since then, that teams have had lots of touch points together, had lots of games that they wouldn't have ordinarily played if COVID actually um, didn't happen. And it was a bit of a race to make sure that these teams were ready to compete at this World Cup. And I think this is one of the most interesting pools. Um, USA, Canada and Italy. I think Italy have been in fine form for the last, what, 18 months. And, you know, the introduction of contracts, more time to get, like that all has weight on it as well. But there's also um, that kind of confidence that Italy are playing with. And they would have seen results of the other teams in previous um, results as well, which then adds to the kind of psyche of things. But, yeah, I find this one quite challenging to call in terms of who's going to top the pool, who might win. Um, Because I think you look at USA, the results are not in their favour, but the talent that they have and the opportunity that they could pose in this and this and be a real contender in this World Cup. Canada, I feel like they're under the radar a little bit in terms of their performances and what we're seeing and hearing about them. Um and and again like Italy, I just feel that they they're a team that are just thriving at the moment. Um and I think and you can't you can't write off Japan either. You know, the they had a huge amount of success and it's it slowly dipped off. Um but again they're, they're a side that can cause problems. They are indeed. Let's go inside the Canadian camp now and speak to their captain. He's got a reasonable pedigree, it has to be said. Sophie de Goody, 
on what should be an incredibly exciting tournament. All the way from New Zealand, with the Canada badge there on the T-shirt, absolutely delighted to welcome Sophie Dugudi onto the Women's Rugby Pod. Sophie, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us. How's New Zealand treating you? Oh, it's been awesome. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, yeah, we stopped in Fiji on our way here. Loved it there. Super friendly people. Great weather. Since we've been in New Zealand, it's been a little rainy, but uh, we, no, we've had a pretty warm reception other than the weather and we're enjoying it. And, and just where are the excitement levels now? I'm talking to you sort of a, a week out. Um, where are the excitement levels with, with you and, and the rest of the, the camp? It's really bubbling. You know, it's funny. We're trying to stay even, Stephen um and just focus on the process and our preparation and we had a scrimmage today actually against Fiji again um and then uh go now we're kind of starting really what a world cup week will look like starting tomorrow leading into our uh, Japan game so I think it's kind of going to start hitting us this week but we have a lot of experience on the team so they're doing a really good job of just reminding us that it's uh it's a game with a bit more meaning but it's just a rugby game and so uh, we're just trying to keep it pretty steady. That's very good media speak, um, isn't it? Um, saying <laughs> that um, it's just another game of rugby. This is a World Cup in 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 the land of the long white cloud, and uh, you know, promised to to be the biggest World Cup of all. Let's just look at that that um, that time in in Fiji. You've had a, a nice run up to to this World Cup, sort of unprecedented amount of of games. Um, you played Wales and then over to, to Suva, which, I mean, must have been a brilliant experience in in itself. Um, where are the teams sort of on the park, as it were? You know, it's funny. I think we get better every training session. I don't think we've peaked yet. I think, uh, which you could look at as worrisome. <laughs> you could say like, oh, you should be peaking now. But I, I honestly think that um, we have so much potential as a group. And um, because we're not uh, contracted yet, we did some like self-funding to centralize uh, over the summer to make sure that we could spend as much time together as possible. Um, obviously, Rugby Canada uh, funded all of our camps. We're not paid to play in that respect, which is amazing. But we wanted to spend time together when we weren't in camp. Um, so for you know the months of July and August, we all sort of pooled in, in one region of Canada because we're so massive geographically. We all stayed on the West coast for July and the East coast for August and got to train together. And that made a massive difference for us just actually getting to train together daily. And so ever since we kind of started that after pack four, we've been growing and building literally every training session, every game. So um, I think we'll be peaking on November 12th when we need to peak. Um, but building up until then, we're just going to keep getting better every game. And, and that's what's been happening so far. Um, you, you say no, no, no contracts yet, and, and and normally I would I would dive straight into to that response. But um, we yeah we, we're just looking at, at this World Cup at, at the moment, Sophie. Yeah. Um, the 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 pool that you're 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 talking about, as you say, first up Japan, Italy, and then of course the nearest and dearest USA. <laughs> um, it seems like you're you're always up against the, the, those guys in, yeah. in, in World Cups. Um, where where's the focus and please don't say one game at a time okay no um we've already started our analysis groups for all three games of the pool um obviously you know we've never played japan before and their first game and you want to knock that first game out of the park so 100 percent big focus on that game italy we played 
in July in Canada. Um, that was our first test at home in seven years. So that was a big game for us. And we, uh, we did pretty well, but I think we made some silly mistakes and let them get away with things. We weren't as clinical as we could be in our exits. So we have some uh, wrongs to right there, as it were. And then the U.S. is like, I mean, it's probably an England, France type of thing or New Zealand, Australia. Like they are biggest rivals. Um, growing up in Canada, you know, you don't want to be called an American. And I'm sure Americans don't want to be called Canadians when they're traveling. And that it's that type of thing, right? Like that's the geographic rival is always a massive game. Um, and we have played them so frequently over the years that we're very familiar with them and they're very familiar with us. So it really does come down to who performs best on the day. So, yeah, <laughs> the cliche answer is game by game, but we're looking, um, we're already looking ahead to every single game in the pool because we know each of the opponents needs to be respected. What experience um, do you guys take from playing over here uh, in England? A lot of our viewers are, are UK based and, and English based. Um, just where you have you guys taken your your level of game? Because there's plenty of you, Manny Dutoti, the, the, the list goes yeah. on and on and on. Um, how much can you sort of fall back on that to the level of, of premiership rugby? Uh, it's a ton. It's honestly, it's having quality games every week and good coaching to do reviews. It's great players that you're playing with that practice day in and day out, but just getting games on a weekly basis of a high quality. In Canada, we're just so spread out geographically that we can't play like the highest quality games every weekend because you got to fly. <laughs> we don't have a league like that, a national league. So to be able to to kind of springboard off what the UK system is and hopefully add value to their to the premiership, but also bring value back um, to our Canadian team is huge. And we have some girls in the French league as well. So they're having similar experiences of playing um, every weekend. And it's it's uh, been a big value add for our Canadian team. What's the expectation, Sophie? Um, just still talking just about uh, about the team. Um, what's the expectation? Have you said with the target, we've got to get out of the pool? I was lucky enough to, to be in France in 2014 and Karen, yeah. Karen Paquin was, was, was playing on, a, on another rugby planet uh, in that tournament. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's absolutely outstanding. Um, yeah. So you've got those players that have been there and been really successful in the World Cup. And Canada do seem to sort of just... Um, up the game at a World Cup as well. Is there an expectation? Yeah, our, our expectation of ourselves is to win it. And I think that might not be an expectation that everyone else has on us. But um, we're the people that see each other and train with each other day in and day out. So we know what we're all capable of. And we all have that, that same goal to win. And we have um, women who played in the 2014 World Cup in the 2017 World Cup. Um, they knew what it take to get to that final in the 2014 World Cup and they know some of the reasons why they didn't get over the hump in the final and so I think they're able to uh, share those learnings with the rest of us that are coming in fresh to the team or that were around in 2017. Um, so yeah I mean we historically haven't gotten a bunch of games in between the cycles so when we get to World Cups like it's a huge stage for us um, almost more than other countries because we don't get to play on a, a global stage very often. So um, we're really looking forward to this tournament. Yes. Didn't get over that final hump. That, that damn Scarrett girl, hey? Um, 
<laughs> um, yeah. So I'm just going to turn it personally. I, I know it, it's late over there and um, we've already been through this, but you don't need a beauty seat, but I'm sure you want to have it. Um, <laughs> you've got the armband. You're, you're captaining Canada at a World Cup. What does that mean to you? It's it's an honor. Like that sounds cliche, but it's cliche because it's true. It's such an honor to be able to lead your country, and um, both my parents did the same thing. So it's something that I've wanted to do ever since I was little, uh, growing up in and around the game, and you know, seeing seeing their jerseys um, in our house and hearing their stories and experiences, and so to be able to play for Canada has always been an aspiration, and to to captain it and follow in their footsteps at a World Cup is something you kind of always think about in the back of your head, but it, obviously the main goal is just to, to be on the team and to win a World Cup, but to have that um, added responsibility is a big honour. Indeed it is. You, you've shoehorned mum and dad in there. Uh, that was going to be my, my, my next and, and final question. <laughs> um, dad was captain of World Cup, mum captain of World Cup as well. Um, what What's Sunday lunch like? Is it sort of comparing sort of World Cup captaincy notes and sort of getting the armband out? Look, here's mine, and this is what I did. And when you want to do it like this, how how is Sunday lunch around the table? Uh, yeah, if we're talking rugby, it's they definitely go back and forth on lessons learned and what what you know I could do differently going forward and what um, you know I can bounce questions on the, off them for sure. Uh, but most of the time, we just like talk rugby because we enjoy it and we all love it or um or we get competitive around other stuff like silly little games like crib you know so the comp- competition just runs in the in the family and when we get to rugby and captaincy talks then yeah they're they're really good at helping with their experience around leadership and um all of that and sometimes I have a word or two to chime in here and there but they're much wiser than I am <laughs> <laughs> are they are they are they going down to New Zealand Yep, they fly out um, in a couple of days, so it's a long journey for them. But they'll get they'll get there. I think they're going to the first day of games in Auckland, then they'll drive up to Fungere and join us from there. Awesome. I, I don't know what the collective noun is for rugby captains, but um, uh, <laughs> yeah, there'll be a, a Canadian collection of captains, World Cup captains. Wow, that's good. <laughs> um, I, 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 unbelievable family history. Um, you must put all be incredibly proud. So if we, we, we're going to leave it there. We're using around all the, the nations. Um, I, huge, huge thanks for, for joining us from New Zealand and, and speaking so brilliantly. Um, and everybody here at the WRP just wishes you all the very, very best for the tournament. Uh, I really appreciate that. Thanks very much for having me. I'm Lisa Burgess. And you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Love that berth. Mum's captains at a World Cup, Dad's captains at a World Cup, and now you're captain at a World Cup. And that, that is some uh, some conversation around the dinner table, isn't it? Well that while they're <laughs> yeah. having their, their moose steaks or whatever whatever. Maple syrup. What are your win percentages? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you want to do it like this, don't you? Oh, we wouldn't have done it like that. Oh, in my day. Yeah. I mean I, that's ish class, isn't it? incredibly good stock um huge amount of those players are playing top level club rugby um and have been for a while it is a fearsome fearsome pack yeah and that's always been the strength of canada is their physicality um and you know now collectively put that with a lot of top level experience 
um, you know, coaching team was involved down in Exeter as well. So taking all of that back to, to Canada with them as well. I think, yeah, like I said, I think that Canada are going under the radar. They, they have upset teams time and time again, and they do well at World Cups. Um, and they are on a different level at the moment. And I think, I think they will top this pool for, for sure. You heard it here first. Canada to top Pool B from Rachel Burford. I, I, I agree. 2014, they were, they were a revelation. Francois Retier, um, the coach, huge amount to do that. And one of my favourite players of all time, Karen Pacqua, is there again. She was on a different rugby planet in 2014 and oh. she's still doing it in 2020. Yeah. To whatever year we're in. Um, her amongst the Totosis, the Menins, the, the Goodies. It, 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 as I say, a, a fearsome pack and it'll be all about physicality for Canada. Coming against USA, again, on paper, a very, very good side. You look at the, the Zacharies of this world. Um, Hope Rogers, plenty of experience at World Cups. I think so, her, her third uh, Gabby Cantona down at Exeter been been playing fantastically well in the Premier 15. Jenny Detivo use her in the right places. Um, she can be devastating. Uh, I, I think they're on a journey, um, and, and I think they are one of those teams that will benefit most from from being together. I really like the way that Rob Kane goes about stuff. We'll hear from him in a minute, but let's get your thoughts first, Perth. Yeah, I think you know it's a it's a great sw- squad. Um, selection you know there's I think nine players that previously in the last World Cup which gives you that experience around some of the the young and the youth and you can't underestimate what that kind of young and youth do to the the whole environment and the way that they they play and we've seen them display playing um kind of that air of confidence the unknowns the unknown and so I think it's a really nice blend and I think that again they can be they they for me, Italy, I'm backtracking now, Italy, USA <laughs> and Canada could all top this Japan pool. Japan top the pool. <laughs> but I feel like all three of them could top the pool because of yeah. the talent that all three of them have in their side. It's all about does it click on the day? You know, USA's last game out against England wasn't, didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. However, when you, when you watch that video back or went, when you speak to Rob about it, it's like, well, actually, we've created loads of opportunities. We just didn't finish them. So how do we convert that? How do we turn up a notch and find a way to create points, build a bit of scoreboard pressure, etc.? Then there will be really challenging teams. You know, I've played against Hope Rogers. Awful to play against. You don't want to run it. Alev Kelter, um, you know, Zachary. Kelter. There's like, there's so many players in their armory that you're like, don't want to play against them or you know, I would have them in my team type thing. So if it can gel and it can come together, then they'll challenge everybody in this pool. Against Italy, who's coming out on top and why? Well, depends which team's going to click on the day because, God, these are tough, Johnny. That's a great great thing though, isn't it? You know, yes, we look at Pool A in the last pod and, you know, Australia, Wales, Scotland, it's really tight between those. And as you say, you know, all greatest respect to, to, to Japan, but USA, Canada, Italy, it's, again, it's, it, it's tight. Did, yeah, Italy, anyway. did Italy beat USA? <laughs> yes, I think so. 
I think the the I think it comes down to oh no I don't know do Italy beat USA yes yes I think I think Italy will beat USA I think their their win percentages are a lot higher the the way that they have been playing over the last two seasons gives them that air of confidence which they thrive off um USA I think can be so threatening and so challenging and you know I think of their back line and the injection of power that they have does that edge over them against um Italy thinking of size and power you know and a Lev Kelter a Lottie Clapp you know coming through um the the 13 that we didn't see play against England Etty um, I'm not sure of her surname. She didn't play against England because she, she had to withdraw. You know, these are big, powerful runners. And um, Solari is a wonderful player. Lovely. Love watching her play. But she's also quite slight. And I'd say that probably about their back line. So maybe that's where the power game could really come into it. Okay, that physicality of, of, of the US. Um well, it's hugely exciting um, for the US. Um, and yeah, you've got the likes of Lottie Clapp, all that experience at club level that that uh, that, that she has. Um, anyway, enough of our thoughts. Let's get the thoughts of their head coach, Rob Kane. It is a very good evening slash morning. Um, that's going to be the way, isn't it, over the next six weeks or so, listeners. Um, to the USA head coach, the man in charge, the Grand Fromage, uh, Rob Kane. Rob, good evening. How are you? How's the land of the long white cloud? Yeah, good morning, Johnny. Yeah, it's going to be strange for all your listeners and obviously everyone that's experienced it here. Um, it's great. We've had a good couple of days. We had a travel day, had some time together in LA, had a great send off. Just thanks for everyone that, that sent us off in America and, and thanks for everyone for welcoming us in New Zealand. We've, we've, we've hit the ground running and uh, we're in a good spot. Great stuff. Rob, if I could just take you back to putting that squad together, um, just how tough was it? Some of the hardest decisions I've had to make in my coaching career. Wow, as strong as that. Because it is, it's dream stuff for these players, isn't it? Um, Where in particular, what particular areas were you, took the longest discussion, the longest thought processes? I think every single player, to be honest, Johnny. Um, we, we obviously had some time in Atlanta to finalise our plans. We had 21 days to, to work through our selections. A few countries had a bit longer. Uh, we obviously knew where some of our players were, um, but it was important to, to see where they actually are. Um, and when we're all about picking on rep- on form, not reputation, that's really, really important. Um, so, and... Yeah, some really hard decisions. The split is always going to be hard. How many forwards do you take? How many backs are you going to take? Um, we had to work through that. That's obviously going to match the style of play that you're trying to bring to life. Um, and we went all the way back to what is our identity? What do we want to be known for? And how can we you know, put together the what we believe to be the, the most and best equipped squad to achieve what we're trying to do? And, and they're really tough questions. You're so invested in every single player. And even though we're down to 32, you know, we've got 50-odd players, maybe a little bit more, and we've lived every minute with them, every 
good time, bad time, indifferent time, and we've all been on this adventure together. And it's a cliche. I wish we could take all 50 people that we've, we're so invested in and we continue to be invested in. Um, they're hard conversations. They're, that's why I'm here to have those hard conversations. And, and then it's just about supporting people through those conversations as best we can. And, and then ensuring that, that we, um, we do right by them. And, and that's what we're trying to do as a group, make sure that we're representing them and representing the country as a whole. Rob, you, you and I um, uh, spoke at, at Exeter after that, that England game. Um, and this is a very personal question. So um, don't worry about the listeners for now. Um, I know you, you, you as a coach and, and, and the approach, where are your frustration levels? Because you don't have that time that you want to have. You don't have your hands on and you are very much a hands on, get inside the psychology of a player to, a kind of coach. When you know the potential is there or, or is that overridden with excitement now because you're in the ground in New Zealand and you've got all these weeks together. And I've said on the, on the pod with, with Berth yesterday, I, I, I suspect the USA will get better and better and better and better as this tournament goes on. Yeah, uh, I think you, you've got to go in it with your eyes open and, you know, I, I, I think I'm streetwise. So it's just about doing that due diligence and work out how we can make the biggest impact when we get them face to face and then cementing enough, we call it influence periods when you can influence when you're not with people and whether that's face to face visits or zoom or, or, you know, we stay away from sort of like emails and stuff. I, I still try in an influence period to get as much face to face time as possible um, and make it as personal as possible and, and really about them. So I think we've, we've had a good balance of that without overawing them. Where, where I think the magic is, the, you know, and again, this is a bit of a secret, but it's people, it's finding the balance where people haven't had enough of you and they want a little bit more. And you have to work through that with each individual person and how they retain information and then how they best act it out and how long that takes. And, and that's how I coach. Um, it is longer than the telling approach. It, it does take longer, but once you can take a player to where they need to go, like it's just, it's magical and you, you never have to go backwards. It's just, it's just forwards. And, and that's what we've done as a team. And, and we are excited. Like the world cup's a challenge. We know that, especially when you look at some of the resources that, that we don't have and, and how hard the players are working. But I believe in this group so much. I believe in what we're doing. I believe in our approach. I believe in our identity you know, I, I believe in the girls' families. You know, we really do believe in each other and it's just about bringing that together. And um, I'm excited for, for for how people not just enjoy the rugby, but see the story of each, every individual player come out as we play our rugby. And I think that's our point of difference between other teams. I'd like it to be. Wow. Several coaching nuggets there. Um I'm furiously listening back to that and write those down Rob, for my under-14s team or whatever it is. Um, magic stuff. Let's get into the squad then. Let's get into the 32 that, that, that have been selected. Hope Rogers, her 14th World Cup. No, her, her third World Cup. Um, and you know, you've got the likes of Kate Zachary, Kristen Sumner, Jenny Cornish. These kind of experienced kind of players. Gabby Cantorna, um, Jenny Detivo. A lot of those playing in the English 
club system, how much do they bring to the party and, and how much is their leadership important to what you do? Yeah, it's massive. Like, it's massive. You know, we're, we're very player-centred. We really do believe in players, in driving things and the experience of all the, the players having the opportunity in the Alliance week in, week out is great. I mean, for, for me as a coach, my responsibility is to really limit any first-time experiences. So as you can imagine, they're playing some of the best players week in, week out, and the opportunity to help them go to the Alliance, suddenly playing against someone, um, you know, that's an established England international who is very talented becomes the norm. And the more that things become normal, then it's it becomes easy to deal with. And then it's you have, you lose that fear factor. And, and that's one of the reasons we decided to have such a tough schedule with the international team over the last couple of years, playing the best, because we want it to be normal. Um, but they're great people, first and foremost. They're learning a lot. And I think the exciting thing is, is we've seen them all perform individually in the Alliance, but now we have the opportunity to bring not just the wonderful people together, but their wonderful talent. And, and that's an envious job for, for me and the rest of the coaching staff is how can we bring, bring the best out of them and how can we put the best team out there? And, uh, you know, for us to get to where we need to go, it's about individuals point of difference coming through the team. And, and that's a nice challenge to have. Against England, you and I spoke um, after the game, and, and the, the scoreline uh, doesn't doesn't reflect for, for me. There's some really nice patches in there from from you guys. What do you need to get exactly right in the opening game against Italy to, as a, to use a phrase you, you said, hit, hit the ground running in terms of this tournament? Because you know what these tournaments are like. It's about momentum, and then you've got your your old nearest and dearest Canada as well as Japan. Yeah, just the simple things done really well uh, and to make sure that we have that alignment. Um, we got in the England, England's 22, 10 or 11 times and we just didn't put away the opportunities and whether it was a, a mispass or a, a, a decision under pressure um, from, you know, from the set piece or just trying to move the ball where, where the space isn't. Um, that would be the case in terms of near the try, near the try line. Um, in regards to middle of the pitch, we were quite happy with that. Again, we're trying to have double side of attack. We're trying to move the point of contact. Um, a bit more linkage in midfield, just with our forwards and backs, so we can play, play at the back a bit more and look for those two of you ones. Um, and then in our own area, the pitch, again, it's just that streetwise ability to know when you've lost momentum and then how we can quickly progress the ball up the pitch and then how we can get the momentum back. So, um, you know, we, we did the review. There was lots of positives there, a few disappointments, um, but this is all part of our learning. You know, we, we've kept plenty in the bag, there's lots of different things that we haven't shown, whether it's strike moves, the way we're going to play um, off scrum, line out, you know, the way we're going to kick. It, it very much was a, having the opportunity to to play in front of a, a, a grandstand, you know, thousands of people. Great, great opportunity for the players at Exeter to have that celebration moment, like for them to have all their home supporters there and, and for us to see where we were. And, you know, we weren't too far. So, so even though the scoreline suggests otherwise, you know, we gave probably three or four easy tries, which again, when we go back to that alignment piece, it's maybe a 15 point game. And considering the, the challenges that we've had in the last two and a half years, yeah, it's, it's about where we thought we'd be. What would be a successful World Cup, Rob? Well, we want to make the quarterfinals. I think that's really important. Um, and... You know, I, I believe I believe in the group. We, 
we definitely feel we can do that. Um, you know, Italy are a good team. Um, we're we're not allowing anyone to fly under the under the radar. Like you know, it's a very competitive pool. Canada, Japan have shown that they can they can beat teams quite comfortably. Um, so have Canada. So you know, it's, it's a really good pool for the neutral. I think I think there's very appetising. Um, but yeah, we we want to get to the quarterfinals, and then it's all on, isn't it? Uh, I think we're going to get better game by game. Um, I think we've shown that everywhere, every time that we've played traditionally and the players, even though we haven't had that contact time, the same as the other nations, I think it works quite well because number one, we actually enjoy being around each other. Like we really do. And you can just build into it gradually. Um, so yeah, we quarterfinal would be good. And then I think, you know, what would be a good quarterfinal? I'm going to speak out of turn now. And it's very rarely I do this because of um, like, because we talk as a group, me personally, I'd love to get one of the big guns in a quarterfinal. I think if, from my history as a coach, whenever we've had an upset, and, and it would be an upset in terms of most people's eyes, if it was a, a the ranked one or two in the competition, I think quarterfinal's a good place to to knock out uh, a top-ranked team. Better than a semi-final, just where they get comfortable. Yeah, so good good time to get them. Fighting talk from Rob Kane, ladies and gentlemen. Brilliant stuff. Um, and Rob, just finally, um, because uh, I'm not saying you need beauty sleep, but I'm just saying you, you probably <laughs> want to get some. Um, just on a, on a personal level, how cool is it being at a Women's World Cup in such a hotbed of of rugby on a, on a personal level? Yeah, there's difficulties with being away from people and loved ones and friends and family and all the rest of it, but just how cool is it leading a country into a World Cup? Nice. Uh, everything you could have dream dream of and more like and i and i generally get to do it with you know some of the best people i've had the opportunity to coach and and work with like we we're a really tight good group and and to have the opportunity to actually see their journey and to to let them live it and to be part of that is very special indeed well there's an answer to to end it all it it, it means that much we didn't expect any other answer but um no it, it's lovely to hear Rob, thank you so much. We're whizzing around. We're trying to speak to, to all the nations. So we will leave it there. Perhaps we'll catch up uh, with you guys sort of halfway through the tournament or whatever. But I really, really appreciate your time and we wish you all the very, very best in the in the tournament. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks. Great to talk to you. Hi, I'm Bill Beaumont and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Ball. Let's get inside the Italian camp now. Uh, and a lady who... Back from injury now, firing on all cylinders. She's involved in those couple of games against France. 1-1. Well, let's get inside the Italian camp now with a lady who struggled with injury early part of the year, but was involved through the summer against Canada and those, those two games against France, a win and a loss. It's Jada Franco joining us on the WRP. Hi, Johnny. Uh, great, thank you. Really, really great. Uh, it's amazing to be here. Uh, New Zealand has be, is a bit rainy, probably, but I'm loving it. Every every part of it is beautiful. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. You're probably going to have to get used to the rain. <laughs> yes, definitely. They told me. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. You've been to the, the opening ceremony down there in Auckland. I know you're up in, in Fangaree now, but um, how was the opening ceremony? Oh, my gosh. It was literally amazing i didn't expect something like that obviously my first work is my first workup so the girls told me about you know the atmosphere but yeah they're doing such a great job uh 
they showed us some of their tradition with the, some dancing and some, uh, I think probably haka too, but were really, really amazing goosebumps. Great to hear. Yeah, it looked uh, it looked fantastic over over here on the uh, on the social media. Just personally, then, Jody, you just mentioned there that it's your first World Cup down in a a rugby loving nation. That unbelievable opening ceremony. Where are your excitement levels right now? Oh my God, I can't I can't explain that, Johnny. It seems like the game day will never arrive. You know, <laughs> we see, it seems like we're here from a long time now. I really can't wait. Now is, you know, the next stop is playing. So just excited, really. Yeah, let's get into those games then. Um, first up, the the USA, very, very physical side, um, growing all the time. There were some, some flashes um, in that result against England. Um, what are you making of, of USA? What do Italy need to get right to get that momentum going, which is so important in a tournament like this? Uh, you know, I think, as you, as you said, they're a very, very physical side. But the good the good part, the good thing for us, is that we're probably, you know, uh, costuming to that. Like, we know, you you know, you, we play every year, week in, week out, well, against England, against France. They're physical side too. And that can also play plays a lot of ball in hand so that part is going to be huge we need to uh you know go and try uh, stop them try to not allow them to play their rugby so a physical one and probably try to move them around a little bit uh, i think we we you know with the last game against france we really uh find ourselves uh, back again we're really playing uh, i think a good type of rugby so it's just to refining to move them a little bit and not you know not go straight at them that probably is not gonna work in that in that way because they obviously bigger than us uh, so yeah that's it <laughs> um it seems to me, that you're just slipping under the radar slightly. It's 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 a very very open pool in terms of rankings. Canada, you would expect, would would like to think that they would top the pool. You've got them then second up, and then, and then Japan last down down in in Auckland those last two two games. Um, where the team in terms of how happy you are with where you are? Is everybody getting on well? Are you all on the same page? Yeah. We we're definitely everyone like uh really really excited and that's a great thing. Uh, we everyone like uh really focusing on our, on details and consistency, because you know one one strength of our group is always been uh being a good group and be always uh kind of getting on really well with each other. So we luckily I say we we always been a very tight group. But that's you know, uh, it's not gonna be enough for a World Cup. It's not gonna be the the main thing. Like it's important, obviously, it's one of the the most important things. But we need to get consistency. We need to to be always better, or, or you know, you know, you're not gonna win against teams like USA, Canada, or even Japan. That like we think is not. Is not a team to underestimate, too. No, in, in, indeed not. Um, 
personally, um, what have you been doing outside of getting on the on, on the training field? Have you been going out and looking at the country a little bit? Have you been playing uh, a few squad games? Have you been on boats? What have you been been up to outside of the uh, the training park? So we've been last last week. We've been to Rotorua. We've quite a couple of hours driving from Auckland just to see some geysers and some. Uh, yeah, yeah, smelly, smelly. Really sulphury, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maori. Maori village that was really amazing. Uh, this week we probably we're gonna have a day off tomorrow, so probably gonna have to gonna go to a look uh, to have a look around Fangarei. And yeah, we we've been training hard, but at the same time we have you know our free time uh, together or just playing in, inside the hotel or just going around and visit this beautiful country. So. Yeah, luckily, it's quite funny. You're there for a long time. Um, I know speaking to, to certain people, I spoke to the Scotland camp and they packed Scotland flags and cushions to to dress they, their room. They're here. They, 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 you've got Italian flags there yeah. as well. Uh, or is it We're just... in the same hotel. So if you look past the... the... The door here, you can see some Scottish, some Scottish uh, flags around. <laughs> oh, so is there, are there flag wars going on? Are you taking down Scotland flags and putting up Italian ones instead? <laughs> no, but you know what? Every time I pass on the door of Jade, Jade Conkel, I knock at her door and just run just to make her annoy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, li- I leave the flag. Don't want to get them hungry at me. Uh, they're, they're really nice girls and happy to, to share a little bit of this with them. Yeah, of course, Jade uh, Cogglerobs, the uh, former teammate of yours at, uh, at Harlequins. But as say you're away for for a long time. That, that's not easy away from family and friends and, and and loved ones. Do you take a special teddy? Do you take? Is there something little, something a little personal that you that you always take away with you on on away trips? You're, for those listening, Jada's just f- fumbling around for for something here. That that's my little blanket. I don't know if you can see it. A, a multicolored blanket. blanket. Yeah, that was M&Ms. a gift from my mom. Yeah, that's a gift from my mom, and I always bring it with me when we're going away. And actually, my mom is arriving next uh, on Saturday, so I'm really really happy that I will have some support even here on the other part of the world. So yeah, just. Sorry, just this little little blanket here just to make me feel like I'm at home. Oh, brilliant. Jada, fantastic. Um, just to let the uh, the listeners know, other chocolate brands are available uh, other than M&M's before we get <laughs> off on the, on the phone. Oh, probably. I should have said that. No, oh. you're fine. You're absolutely Cali, fine. Cali, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. No, that'll, that'll hit the edit floor. Don't you worry about that. Um, Jada, we'll, we'll leave it there. I appreciate it. it's late there and massively um, thankful for, for coming on uh, and, and giving us a little insight into the Italian camp. Thank you very much, Johnny, and all the friends of the Women's Agri Pod. Anything we haven't really touched on uh, in this Pool B berth is Japan, who take on Canada. Just a reminder, 3.15 in the morning, Sunday, 9th of October in Fangaray. Um Come into it off a, a cricket score loss against New Zealand, who, who really had their tails up. Um, but they are a brave bunch. 
Yeah, they are. And, I, you know, I don't think you can underestimate some of the early successes, uh, you know, beating Australia, beating Fiji, you know, tight margins at times, but finding ways to win. And, you know, their resilient side, Lindsay McKenzie, the coach, has done some magnificent work with the group. And, again, it, it, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, Johnny, I'm going off task a little bit, which you might like, might not like, but we're here now. Um, how on. good is this that... We're, we're, there's no full-blown conclusions really like both of us are like oh maybe that maybe this and I just think that's so wonderful you know I know there's a full-blown conclusion of what should happen England should get to a final we should see France there we should see New Zealand there but outside of that it how good is it that we're like oh they could and then you start thinking about it and then you want to switch a decision because you're like oh actually you know maybe Italy will beat Canada I just think sorry I just wanted to to share that with you, that yeah, how but, great it is. And, and, it, and it's not, you know, we're talking about these opening games, of course we are, but you know, points matters, tries matter, yeah, that kind of stuff. Because of uh, of the, the seedings and, and what have you, and getting into those those quarterfinals, it's, every game is, is hugely important. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest, the biggest Rugby World Cup shock, um, Japan beating South Africa, of course, down in Brighton um, in 2015. But I can't see... The Japanese women's side making a sort of shock result like that against is against Canada. I think that Canada just have too much. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. But as you say, upsets. There'll be an upset at this World Cup. <clears throat> Excuse me. There'll be an upset at this World Cup. Um, and it's kind of wide open to which pool that could end up being in. Come on then. Uh, so Canada win, and you said Italy are going to beat the USA. So there we are, and uh, I don't disagree with you at all, Berth. So there we are. That's Pool B rounded up. We'll see you on the next pod for Pool C. Happy travels, Berth. Cheers, Johnny.